Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Preaching on wise as serpent. Sunday, we may go into other things. So, this evening, I mean, we have not finished the book. The book, we can't finish it. It's like a bag of rice. You can use it for different things. <laughs> Is that not so? You can, you can do something and eat it for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. It depends on you. So, that's how God's word is. You never can exhaust the power and the life that is in the word. So, we are moving on to something else. But tonight, I'm going to teach you on masters of radical change. Yeah. Masters of radical change. Behold, I send you forth as sheep. In the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents. So the serpent has a certain wisdom. And that is the wisdom that we have been learning all this while. And tonight we are going to learn about one of the wisdoms of the serpent. He's a master of radical change. What do we mean? A snake can shed its skin. You see, that is a radical change. Look at the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. I believe so. Yes, that's the scripture. It says, but we all with open face, all of us, beholding us in the glass or in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Have you come close to experiencing God's glory before? I'm asking you that question before we continue the word. But we all, with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. So, my question to you is, have you come close to experiencing the glory of God before? You know, when you come close to somebody who is great and you see what his greatness does and how it is to be in the person's presence, one of the things that affects you is you desire to be like that person. That is why many people who do coups and become presidents, they are always around power. They see what the president enjoys and they want it. Yeah. 
That's why sometimes some, some house girls can take away somebody's husband. Because they see what the man does. So they steal the heart. When you come close to somebody who has power and influence, one of the things that affects your mind is, I want to be like this person. I want to have what the person has. And if you have come close or closer to experiencing the glory of God, you will desire to be like him. And we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. If you don't come closer to God, it's just we are worshiping here. The worshiping that we are worshiping here, it is drawing us to the presence of God. And, and some of you can listen to the song and be there. What song? Are I don't know the song. But you see, you, you may not know the song, but the song, the words are not Greek words to you. It says, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. It's like, that's the name of God. Oh. So, hey, you see that name, some people cannot even mention it. The Jews don't mention the name Yahweh. They spell it. Yeah, Y-H-W-H. Don't mention it. It's, like, it's, a, it's a sacred name. That is why when they came, when, they came, when Moses, Moses had a certain glory from God, when the people even saw his face, they couldn't look at him. They were afraid. There's something about God. Yeah. When you come closer to God, you will be humbled. Many of us don't have a certain personal relationship with the Lord. We don't pray on our own. We don't worship on our own. So we have not had personal encounters. You know, God cannot only be experienced in church. Much more when you just only walk in tired, it's like I've come. If I don't come, somebody will call me or if I don't come, they will think that I am some way. So I've come. So you are not in the service. Prayer, you don't pray. Worship, you don't worship. Preaching time is sleeping time. You can't have, you see, when you love God personally, when you come into his presence, your expressions are not <laughs> eye service. They are, they are from within. Yeah. 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 Many people have come closer to God. And one of the things that happens to anybody who comes close to God is you desire to be like him. You, you want that glory. To come upon you. Yeah. And it comes through the spirit of God. As we keep fellowshipping. It is not the natural way of a man. You know when you wake up. Let me, let's be honest. When you wake up. You are going to school or going to work. What has God got to do? With school or work. What has the presence got to do? So sometimes the root, normal routines of our lives is we get up and we go. We get up and we go. And we come back. There is no relationship. There is nothing godly about us. And it can continue for so many years. So you are not spiritual. You are very carnal. Even though you say you are a Christian. A Christianity there is just a tag that some of us have. Yeah. Just a tag. But somebody 
who has encountered the Lord will understand that who we are and what we have on us. It limits us. And it's when we call upon the Lord and he comes. That's why the, you see, the Lord inhabits the praise of his people. When you have encounters with the Lord, you realize that there is something about God that you need in your life. Yeah. But some of you, have ne- it has never occurred to you or crossed your mind that there is something about God. There is a nature, a certain glory that you can see. see that's why people, women look into magazines and they look at people who have done their hair. They've sewn a certain dress. People go online and they see stars who have worn some dresses and they order. They, they want to look like that. Yeah. Because you have, you have been, you, you, you've seen a certain image of beauty, of glory, of splendor and you desire to be like it. And so you see that as you are sitting here, the next time we see you, you are looking different because you have seen a certain image and you want to conform to that image. So you can change. That's why women, women are very, I mean, masters of radical change. You can see the hair that is on their head right now. Sunday, I'm telling you, if like take a picture, some of them, their hairstyle will change. Yeah. Some of them, their hairstyle will change. Yeah. Yeah. If we do not embrace the thought of changing, you will never come into the glory of God. That is why we are going to learn from the wisdom of the serpent. You see, why do snakes shed their skin? Number one, they shed their skin to grow. For growth. You see, the the, the snake has scales. The, The skin has scales. Strong and hard. And because they move on the, on the ground and on rough edges, sometimes their, their, their body becomes, their skin becomes They feed and they are growing. They, they feel entrapped. And it is necessary and, 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 and appropriate for them to shed their skin. Now, it doesn't take a few minutes for them to do it. Some of them can take one week to two weeks before they shed their skin. They do it gradually. As they move around uh, rough edges, hard surfaces, they wrap their skins for the, a certain part of the thing to peel off. So what, the day you see the, 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 the skin of a snake that has been shed, it has taken a long time before it pulls itself out. Because it doesn't have a hand. To remove, it's like you, you can go and remove your clothes right now. And you'll be different in the house from who you are now. Do, do you understand? But the snake doesn't have that. Doesn't have hands. Doesn't have legs to be able to do that. But they, they have to do that for growth. And number two, when they shed their skin, it is also a relocation strategy. <laughs> you have to move to another place. So, it is believed that when you see the snake skin here, that snake that shed its skin here will never pass here again. It has gone to another place. Yeah. It changes its location.
in our lives. We must all have it at the back of our minds that we have to grow. We have to move on. And the necessary things that we have to do has to be done. Growth is a process. It is not an event. We don't grow overnight. You see, that is why you can be with somebody. The person will put on weight, you won't see. Because it's a process. It comes day by day, day by day, day by day. But if you haven't seen the person in two weeks, and you see the person, you say, hey, you have put on weight too. Or you have lost weight. Or you have grown taller. Sometimes when we are with our children, we don't see that they are growing tall. But they grow. Because that, that growth is not an event. Because if you wake up one morning and your child is six feet, I'm telling you, it, it, you, it, it, you will be shocked. It, it's abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. But you see, if your mind doesn't work in a way as a Christian, you will not desire growth and the things that you have to do to help you grow, you will never do them. Shedding your skin is an instant change that you have to go through. Yeah. There are some things we have to do and we have to do it instantly. Don't wait for one year, two years before you, you change some things about your life. Because when you have that mind, you will never, never, never experience growth in your life. And many people who have been Christians for a long time do not grow. Being in church is, is not a sign that you have grown. That is why many of you, you are, you are in church, but you see, you don't have God in your life. And the sign that you don't have God in your life, John chapter 17. Verse 1. Listen to Jesus. These words spake Jesus. And lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. Verse 2. Let's read it. We are reading this scripture. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. One of the most powerful things that helps us to renew our minds and to change radically. Radical means swift and dramatic. Almost shocking. You want to say somebody is a radical? 
The person is unpredictable. That's things that are extreme. That can shock you. Yeah. But you can imagine you are in your house. I have a friend who one day said that they saw a snake skin in their house. Which means that the snake was in the house and it shed its skin there. Because nobody brought it from outside and left it in the, in the, in the, in the house. But you never see it. So when you see it, you, you'll be shocked. Hey, is this what has happened here? So, you see, what Jesus stood for and what he left us was a mind that we should understand what it means to change our being. You know, Jesus asked the disciples one day, who do men say that I am? And they were saying all things, but then Peter got a revelation and he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus told him, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you because that's who Jesus was. And it is God who gave Peter that revelation. But you see, Jesus throughout his life never, and he told him never to say that thing to anybody. Because he always called himself the Son of Man. The Son of Man. Somebody who is God. Who calls himself man. Son of a man. He's the son of God. Because when he was baptized, behold, my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. That's the voice of God. But he always referred to himself as the son of man. It is a radical change for him because how can God be a man? And that's one of the things that many people who don't believe in our faith fight. How can God be a man? We are lying. Yeah. He shed his deity. He took away the cloak of glory, of power, of not answering to anybody. And he became obedient even unto death. Because he answered to nobody. He does not, he, he doesn't obey anybody. God doesn't obey anybody. Who can instruct God? Who can, who can, who can, who can ask him to fetch water for him? Who can go near him to spit? When when he showed his glory, a little of it, to the children of Israel, they were afraid. They told Moses, please don't let God show us anything again. We want you like that. It's enough. They couldn't stand it. When he appeared to Paul or Saul, immediately he became blind. The, the light was too much. He became blind. That's the glory. But he shed it off radically to become a man. And the man is speaking and he's telling us something. You see, if you and I we do not believe in the truth and live by the truth and change by the truth, we will allow lies to change us. When many, many, many people go through life that way. You see, when you are being told something truthful and you don't believe it and follow it. <laughs> you will learn lessons through lies and deception. That's why you see a young girl when he gets a boy, when she gets a boyfriend, they tell her, stop going out. Don't do this. They insult their mothers. 
they go out, they are disobedient. The day they become pregnant, they become wise. Especially when the boy, the boy, the boy, he himself, somebody is looking after him. Somebody is paying his fees. Somebody is paying his rent. Even the clothes that he has worn that he's coming to chase you, somebody bought it for him. The panties that he is wearing that he has removed eh, in front of you, somebody bought it for him. So the day you become pregnant, he can't buy, uh, 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 he can't pay your medical bills, number one. He cannot take you to antenatal. He cannot buy medication for you. The day you give birth, he cannot buy pampers. He cannot buy, uh, what do they buy? Wipes. Yeah. Yeah. And when you start to suffer, that's when you learn sense. It is because when the truth is spoken, many people deny the truth. But remember, when you don't change by accepting the truth, you will change by walking in lies. That is why you must be radical. You must change. You must allow the truth that Jesus is saying to change you. You see, this is life eternal. There is life eternal. There is life that is temporary, which we have in this body. And there is a life that is eternal. And if you don't have it at the back of your mind, you will see that there is no effort that you are making to make changes. Because see, people who don't understand the environment and and, and, and the circumstances under which they live, and and what can even befall them, they don't That's why many are poor. Our leaders don't plan. America has America has planned for fuel. In, in case there is no fuel production in the world for 30 years, America has thought fuel that they can supply to all Americans for 30 years without production. They, they have nuclear power. They have hydropower. They have thermal power. Electricity, there, there's, there's, there's no, they, they have planned for generations. They build roads for generations. Not one road where you see that many people, when they are planning cities, they plan ahead. With the, in, in the next 10 years, this number of people will live in this area. So, these roads, this is the type of roads that we must build. And these are the inner roads to free congestion from the main road so that people can move without a lot of stress. You see African leaders. One road. 20 years they won't do the road. 20 years they won't do the road. No planning. When people are are moving to settle in an area, developed countries, they provide water. They provide electricity. They provide roads. They provide facilities for schools, for hospitals, for uh, shopping malls, for playgrounds, so that human beings, irrespective of the, the, the place that you live, these basic things can be found. So your children should not travel from Brekama to Fajara to school. 
and be in traffic. Wake up at 5 a.m. and be in traffic for one and a half hours. By the time they get to school, they are tired. They are sleeping. Yeah. Every community has a school. Hospital. They have planned ahead. And many of the things that they have to do, they do it radically. They, you see, it's like there is a mind. There is a mind behind it. And Jesus Christ, he knew when he walked on earth that he had to die to save sins of people who were not born. But he, he had to suffer the things that he suffered within the three and a half years that he did ministry work. Because he understood what life eternal is. And because of the love of God, he didn't want us to suffer death without encountering salvation so that we perish because whosoever believeth in him should not perish. And anybody who doesn't believe in him perishes. Whether you know it or not, there is no excuse. That is why he has given us time on earth that as long as we have it, all men should come to the saving knowledge of the Son, Jesus Christ. And until the gospel is preached everywhere, where every soul on earth hears it, that he is Lord and he is Jesus, the Savior of the world, then that is when he will come. Because so that nobody who lives will have an excuse. I didn't hear your name. And with this thing at the back of your mind, you should ask yourself, so what? What should you do with your life? If you have the truth, how do you live your life? How do you live your life? There are things, this nature, this sinful nature, it cannot enter heaven. And if you, if, if, if you don't understand it, you will die here. Some, some people are already dead on earth. God told Adam, in the day that thou shalt eat of this tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt surely die. And he ate it and he surely died. That is why when you are on earth and you don't have God, you are dead. I'm telling you, you are dead in your trespasses, in your sinful nature. But the love of God was, was, was made manifest through Jesus Christ, his son, who came to die for us in preparation of life that is eternal. And those of us who have heard the gospel and are continually hearing it must understand that there is something we should do with our lives here and change. Don't take it for granted. Don't be in a church and live like an unbeliever. Don't be in a church and deny the truth. Don't call yourself a Christian and walk in the last of your flesh. And there's no difference between you and the person who doesn't come to church. That is why you see when you are not af- when you don't have the big picture, you, you you don't change. Yeah. In countries where people think about ch- their children and their generations, leaders are not corrupt like the way we are. You see somebody who is poor, who lives with us, the day he comes into power. His family will change. His family house will change. He will build a house that he will never have been able to build if he had not won power. They change overnight. Radical change. But you see, it is not, that is not the essence of power. 
Christ had so much power, but he did not take, he, he, you see, he was not selfish. He thought about others so. He gave himself for us. He didn't take anything away from us. He didn't exploit us. And that is the mind that we have to have. But, oh, okay, go back to First John. We have gone to John Genesis. Wonderful. And this is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Let's go on, verse 4. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So see, he, he changed his form. And he became a man. And he was praying to God. Restore me to how he used to be. Because in, in Luke chapter 10 verse 18, Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. He was there before the creation of man. Satan fell before Adam was created. Yeah. So he was there from the beginning. So he was praying. I've come to die. I took upon myself the form of a man. He humbled himself. Took upon himself the form of a man. And he humbled himself. And suffered the death. Shameful death. That our sins will be washed through his blood. Verse 6. I have manifested thy name. Unto the men which thou givest me. Out of the world. Thine they were. And thou givest them me. And they have kept thy word. Now. They have known that all things. Whatsoever thou hast. Thou hast given me. Are of thee. Let's read on. For I have given unto them the words. Which thou givest me. And they have received them. And have known surely. That I came out from thee. And they have believed. That thou did send me. Send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world. But I pray for those who believe. In me. I pray for those who have given themselves to me. Who you gave to me. I pray for those who bow their knees. And call upon your name. And have repented of their sins. And are looking forward to a glorious heaven. I pray for them. But for them which thou hast given me. For they are thine. Not for the world. Not for the sinful world. But for the saved. And all mine are thine. And thine are mine. And I am glorified in them. The people that you give me. They are yours. And they are mine. And I glorify them. And now I am no more in the world. This is after resurrection. After he resurrected and he was about to go. But these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep them through thine own name. Those whom thou hast given me 
that they may be one. As we are. I and my father are one. So those of us who believe, we must be one. Because there is a certain strength in unity. That's what the Bible says. Mark them that cause divisions and avoid them. People who bring divisions in our midst, they are more dangerous than anything that you can imagine. Verse 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. And those that thou givest me, have I kept. And none of them is lost. But the son of perdition, Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. His falling was prophetic. It was meant to happen. That is why after he was told to change, after he was rebuked, he never renewed his mind. He went ahead and betrayed Jesus. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. You know, one of the reasons why you should have it at the back of your mind to be different is because who you have become. If you are truly born again, the world doesn't like you. That's why, you see, woe unto you if all men speak well of you. For so they did of their false prophets. You want everybody to like you. No. Snakes know that people hate them. Yeah. But Charlie, they survive. They survive. I have given them thy word and the world hated them. Do you have God's word in your heart? Do you speak it? How come the world loves you? How come your friends who are, who are ungodly love you? What words come out of you? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. What do you say for the unbelievers to love you? You say you are a Christian and you are so attractive to unbelievers and sinful people that they, ru- they run your life, they define the pathway of your life, you follow after them, they do that, you, you, you go to places that they also take pleasure in. There's no difference between you and them. Verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. Because see, it's like if we have been saved and we are now perfect and justified, then look, it should be over. We should go. Is that not the wise decision? But that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. There is evil around us. But he prayed that we should be kept from the evil. To do what? Verse 16. They are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. I like this one. Hmm. 
are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. We are not from here. We don't belong here. Just as he also didn't belong here. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. They hated him. They accused him. And finally they killed him. And who he was is what we have become. So how come we are so attractive to the world? It is because, you see, some of you, some of us, we say we, ha- we have become Christians, but we have not changed. We have not shed our skins. The love of the world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes, they are still in us. For if any man love the Lord, these things will not be in you. Love not the world, neither the things that are of the world. What makes, helps us to change radically? Number one. Number one, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and following the will of God. How, you see, when they say somebody has changed radically, radical change, you have shed your skin, you are different. What is the sign? It is when you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of the word. John chapter 14 verse 26. And then you follow the will of God. John 14 26. But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost. Whom the father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Anybody who is here who doesn't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, you have not changed. Because when you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, what, what does it mean? That's what Jesus said in John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Set them apart. The teacher of the word, which is the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. When he comes, he shall teach all men. He shall teach what? The things that have been taught you and bring to remembrance whatsoever I have said. So after he teaches you, he, he also reminds you. And, and it is your, the word of God in you that makes you different. That's what changes you radically. Sanctify them. You see, Jesus was saying that they are, they are in this world, but they are not of the world. And the only thing that they need to keep themselves radically changed is to be set apart through thy truth, which is the word. And the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And the one who teaches this word is the Holy Spirit. You must love God. You must love the Holy Spirit. He's the teacher of the word. You see, anytime we are sharing the grace, do you know what we are saying? May the grace of the Holy Spirit, may the grace of God, how do we say it? 
Yes, may the grace of the Holy Spirit, may, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion, fellowship, contribution, participation. Okay, sweet influences is not part, but it's also part. You see, these things, eh, it is, it is, communion means fellowship. Eh, Intimate relationship, commit to commune with somebody is to have intimacy. To fellowship is to have friendship. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is a real person. If God is God, He's real, and Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There are many sins that we commit, we are forgiven. Every sin you, you are forgiven. But there is one which is not forgiven. That is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. It should tell you how important this person is. And our ability to be different is related to how we, we value this teacher of the word. The voice that teaches us. Because you see, he is the one who teaches us to move away from sin. He is the one who strengthens us. He is called the comforter. Another name or another meaning for that word is the strengthener. Paracletus. Allos Paracletus. Another comforter. Yeah. He's a teacher. A Christian who doesn't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit is not changed. You don't have God's word. You are not set apart by the truth. That's why I, was, I said that. You see, when you don't allow the truth to change you, hey, you will be changed by lies. And the effect of being changed by lies and deception is more sinful nature. Don't play church. Don't pretend to be a Christian. Don't pretend to be in a church. Be real with God. Man looks on the outward, but God, he sees in the heart. If you read uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says, for the word of God is quick. The word of God. The word of God. The spirit of God. When you hear the word of God, you are hearing the spirit of God. It is quick and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and of the spirit. Because there's a difference between your spirit and your soul and of the joints and the marrow, which is your body. It is, it is the, the word of God is the one that descends. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It knows what you are thinking. <laughs> yeah. He searches deep inside. That is why when he's teaching you, he is real with you. Do you understand? Yeah. He's real. He's real. And he's the one that you need in your life. Sometimes you are struggling with sin. And if you are not hungry to change, you see that you are, you are just, I mean, <laughs> we will change. We will change. That's why I don't like that word. When you hear something, say, we are changing. When will you change? It's a dissenter. There is nobody on earth who knows what you are thinking. Jesus Christ had that power. Many times when he was with people, Bible says, and he, he reasoned within, within himself what they were thinking. Sometimes he knew what they were thinking and he spoke about that because the spirit of God was in him. 
That's why he, he said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Holy Spirit was in him. So, the power of God through the Holy Spirit, the ability to know what people were, were thinking, it was on Jesus. That's why many times he, he, he knew what people were thinking and he spoke about it. Yeah, and rebuked them and taught them. So sometimes, you see, what, the more you invite God into your life, the more he deals with things that you can't even say to anybody. But there are thoughts in your mind. There are things in your heart. There's wickedness. There's evil. God knows it. That's why sometimes you get some dreams, you know that this one is direct. It's God who is speaking to you. You must love the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not a noisy person. He's not a loud person. Hey. He comes quietly. (laughs) The inner witness. He speaks to you quietly. That's why you need quiet moments and times. If you have to change, and the change must be, you see, a radical change is a drastic change. That is so obvious. Anything that you do radically has immediate effect. Yeah. Because if, you see, if, if, if you go and cut all your hair down, you see that, hey, the first question, uh, why? What is it? Sometimes some people, they are, they are tired. They've used chemicals. They've done, I mean, all kinds of things. They are tired of the hair. I mean, they just cut it. Just cut it. Women, is that not so? Yeah. And they wear a wig. When they go home, they remove their wig. Radical change. Yeah. Because you are tired. Then they say they want it to grow natural. They want to be free. You have shed off all the years of keeping this retamali hair on your head. Going through hairdressers, putting chemicals. Doing this, they, they just cut it off. That's what they are free. Yeah. And they cut. People do it. Sometimes people can relocate. I just want to leave. It's, it's a radical change. But you see, you and I, who say we are Christians, our change must be towards the things that please God. If, if people can change, take radical decisions and steps for comfort and for their advancement, how come you as a child of God, you are so limited that there is nothing in your years of Christianity that you've done that shows a radical change? Some of you can move away from your friends. gave my life to Christ and I had a lot of friends. But I cut myself. It was so radical. Yeah. I stopped going to them. They would call me. Where are you? I'm going to church. Hey! 
are becoming unsuffer. Like, like a joke. Do you understand? They are making laugh. They are, they are, they are making fun of me. Charlie, now I've changed you. You guys, you won't see me. Oh, you will come back. But they didn't know that. I was not testing to see whether I will survive. No, I had changed. Because I, I now began to spend a lot of time reading God's word. A lot of time listening to messages, the voice of the Holy Spirit. A lot of time worshipping things that I did in the world. I had music that I listened to throughout the night. I would play Bob Marley from night. As I'm sleeping, it is playing. Soaking it, it's a natural mystic flowing through the air. <laughs> to play in the night till dawn when I wake up. But now, I've changed. The songs that I play. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. Yeah, those were the songs. It will play. Don Moy. I bought Don Moy tapes. I played them in the night. It's like my room, my sound system doesn't play Bob Marley. It doesn't play R. Kelly. It doesn't play R&B. No! My video does not watch movies. It doesn't watch Rambo. It doesn't watch movies. I don't pile up movies to watch. I watch preaching tapes. I was watching Kenneth Hagen. I was watching Benny Hinn. Hey! But you, my phone, those times we didn't have smartphones. So we don't put songs and things. I don't remember putting songs. I don't even know. I don't have songs. No, I don't have songs on phones. No. Yeah. My ringtone is not some worldly music. Oh yeah, baby, make me something, something, something. And they call every day, oh yeah, baby, baby, baby. No gospel music. Yeah. When we hear your music, it's either Jesus' song or who else? That's your baby, uh, that's your ringtone. Yeah. Yeah. When are you waiting to change? My dressing changed. I, I never used to tack in. I wear my jeans, I wear my combat. The combat, I will not even lace it. Do you understand? My, I put my leg inside and I just walk like that. We used to walk like that. I don't know why we used to walk like that. <laughs> Throw your legs. Walk some, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> All those things had to change. Yeah. The desire for worldly things, it disappeared. It, it was so drastic. Shed, I shed my skin, the sinful skin. I shed it. Then I chose God. I chose service. I chose church. My friends changed. I had only friends in the church. Only friends. I was, I was relating with only people who had come to church. I had nothing to do with I didn't hang out with unbeliever friends. I didn't go anywhere. I'm telling you. How come you haven't changed? When it was my birthday, I remember two years after I joined the church, when it was my birthday, 
My lady pastor, I was in church. Sunday. Charlie, come, come. Happy birthday. There's no way. Oh, organized some food things. She used to ask me, what is your favorite food? That question, when you ask me, I don't know. But I, I said something. And they organized the food and things. I was, oh. This is a family. But in the years past, birthday, brothers, brothers, where you guys did? We'll be sitting at the table, Charlie, hot drinks, chilled ones, boiling drinks, meat. Hey! Why? All those things ended up. I'm telling you. You, you, you are still, you see, you still celebrate like an unbeliever. And, and sometimes when it's your birthday, your Christian brothers or sisters, you even invite them. What you wear and take pictures. So, you see, sometimes we say, we say with our lips that we are children of God. But in our hearts, we have not been set apart. We are not sanctified. We are not separated from the world. The love of the world is still in us. And if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The Lord, he knoweth them that are his. You can deceive me. But there is a day when the Lord will come for his own. And the one who is the, who knows the heart of men and the secrets of all hearts, he is the one who will choose and separate the sheep from the goats. He is the one who will choose his own and, and throw out those who do not belong to him. If you don't, if you don't rise up and change, Many people die in the church and they are buried. You think they are going to heaven. Don't deceive yourself. Christianity has become like some traditional relationship or some traditional form of worship. It's like do this and you are okay. It is a relationship with God. Be faithful to him. Listen, many Christians say they don't don't obey God's word. They don't. Some people say they've changed. <laughs> no, no, no. They are trying to. There's a difference. There's a difference. I say you can deceive me. But you can't deceive God. Number two. Make radical changes in your ministry or in your life by taking major decisions. Go and write, do do your homework. Write down three major decisions that you have taken in your life. You see, one of the major decisions I took in my life, when I joined the church, I said, this church, I won't leave. You see, many people come to a church they feel convicted in the church. Like this is a place to be. But beyond the conviction, they are unable to take a decision that this is where I belong. I took that decision. Yeah, 23 years ago. A 
And it was not just a decision to be in the church, but a decision to be faithful to God. Because see, you can, you can be in a church and you can be offended. But when you are faithful to God and you join a family, you become steadfast. Be ye steadfast. Always abounding in the law, in the work. I found something to do to keep me. I listened to instructions. You see, some of you, when we tell you to do something, your pastor says, join this. You won't do it. There is, I've never gone through anything like that. I was told to join the choir. I was not a choir person. I joined the choir. Yeah. It was a mark of obedience. Not because I qualify to sing. I don't qualify. I don't. I don't. You see pride. You see, you say, you say, you say what? You have joined the church. Join the choir. I'm praying about it. You are, you are not praying about it. You are stubborn about it. You can't take a decision to, 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 to step into something and do it. It's like, I've come overnight. I'm this. Peter was called to follow Jesus Christ. Somebody who, has, who, who doesn't understand what it means to fishermen is a fisherman. He is not a man fisher. He fishes for fish. He doesn't, he's not a barbarian. He's not a cannibal. Jesus met him and said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Hey, what kind of thing is that? Why? Why? This man, is he a, is he a cannibal? He didn't ask questions. Because he, 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 there was some glory about Jesus. No, when Jesus was around there, many people knew about him before he came to Peter. Because they realized that the guy, he was different. Always in the synagogue. Always with the scribes. Always asked his custom. He was always in the church. When his colleagues were, were, were going to work, were marrying and, 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 and giving birth and doing business, he was always in the church, moving up and down. Moving up and down. No girl. Nothing. It's like, there's something about this guy. There's some, when you read the book, When God Walked the Earth by Rick Jonah, you understand. It's like, so they realize that, no, this guy, there's something about him. And the day he spoke to Peter, he left everything it's, it's so radical. He didn't say, ah, I don't understand what you are saying. No. You teach me. Wh- 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 what are you into? Wh- which men are we going to catch? What are we going to do with them? He just left his canoe. He left his guys. He left his net. And he followed him. Today, he's the head of the church. The rock upon which the church has been built. Sometimes you don't know the decision that you, 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 you take. When I joined the airport church, I never knew that I would be the rock on the church. I labored in that church more than anybody for 18 years of my life. Yeah? I labored. That is why I have to today. I have fruits. There are people. Every day I get a call, a message, something from somebody in the church. I was supposed to travel. It didn't come on. I didn't tell many people. But many people know that I was coming to Ghana. They are sending messages. Oh, we heard you were coming. Now it has been cancelled. Oh, when are you coming? Hey, how did you know I was coming? Yeah. Which major decision have you taken that has blessed your life? For God. Oh, I'm not talking about for, for your pleasures. But for God. 
You some of you, when you take a decision to join a choir, even though your voice is not nice, it's a radical change. I remember one day, my pastor came to visit me and, and, and then he was telling my mother, oh, we are going to church, we are going to rehearsal. They were all laughing in the house. This guy is in the choir. Yee, what a church. What a church. <laughs> yeah. What a church. But the guy was in the choir. As radical as it sounds, it's not about your sweet voice, oh. If you, you think that the choir is made up of sweet voices, please sit. It is made up of hearts that worship God. Hearts that love God. Hearts that serve God. Hearts that shout praises to the Lord. Yeah, that's a choir. He said, become a shepherd. What is that? I was like you. I remember the first day my pastor said, wait after church. I want to meet you. Okay. We waited. Then he took a book, Mega Church, and began to teach us. Hey, philosophy of the house. Vision of the house. Standard of the house. Hey. Doctrine of the house. You see, then I realized that I am understanding something about a place my heart wants to be part of. I didn't resist it. So I laughed. It was not, you see, when I used to go to church with my father, when I go to church, and I was going to that church for all my life, all my life, until the year uh, 1998. I don't know how how old I was. I was 20-something years. Twenty-six years or so. Twenty-six. Hey, we have grown. Ah. Twenty-six. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's some of you. That's your age. Yeah. Now. So at twenty-three, then you know where we are going. <laughs> yeah. That church, when we close, we don't even close. We, we go, the pastor preaches. We knew the system. So we even go late towards the end of the preaching and the offering so that you go and give offering. The, my, the, 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 the men's fellowship, the church was an L church. So the main church sits maybe here and then the men are in the corner like that. That's the L, the, the corner. And then the pastor stands here to preach. And the pulpit is here and the offering basket is here. So if you come to church and you come and give offering, your father will see you. The men's fellowship. Because they've given you money for offering. And if you don't come, you won't have peace in the house. So, so we come late and we are, by the time the pastor finishes and they are taking the offering, we just dance and come as if we have come to church. As if we are doing somebody then we put the offering in then. <laughs> Once you see the old man, no, no, you have, you have come to church. Yeah? And immediately we finish, we walk out. Yeah. That's how serious we were. They used to have some youth meeting on Sunday evenings. I never went. I, never! Never! I don't even know who in the youth uh, uh, group. 
But now I've joined the church. And the pastor says, stay. Then immediately those things started to come up again. When we close, we go home. Why should we stay? But you see, it was a radical change. I stayed. And now I love staying. To the extent that the pastor can go home, then we, we are still there. And most of the time, we were the last people to go. Our lives began to change. We began to build our lives around the church, around the family of the church, around, around fellowship. We, we, we stabilized ourselves and we were there for each You come to church, we close at 12. You come at 10, you come at 11 o'clock, we close at 12. And by 1 o'clock, you are in the house. If they say wait to join choir rehearsal or something, something happens. It's like a beast has entered. You are angry. As they are doing the rehearsals, you, you can't sit. You see, you have not changed, but you can go to a useless place after the church. You can go to the beach and be there till night can go and sit with friends and, and, and chat for three hours. You came to church for only two hours. Less than two hours. But you can spend the rest of the day with friends. idling. You have not changed. The preaching, you didn't even, you are not here when I started preaching. And, and as you have left, you will even listen to the message again. So the voice that should change you, you are far away from it, even though you are in church. You are deceiving yourself, not God, not man. Number three. Did I give you number two? Number three. Make the radical changes of your life and ministry without ever departing from your original calling. What has God called us to do? It is very dangerous to step away from the principles of the word of God and the call of God. Everybody has something that God wants him or her to do. And many of you, you know it. You don't need a pastor to tell you. But when you are stubborn, you are, you are stubborn to yourself. You are resisting things that you know you should be doing. Yeah. Jesus said to the disciples, he prayed to God. Never forget John chapter 17. They are of the world, but they are not of this world. It means the reason why they are here is because they have to win the hearts of those that you have left for them to be uh, saved. Because Jesus says when he came, he said, of all that you gave me, I have been faithful. Save one, the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. If you read Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says, the son of man, he came not to be ministered to. He came not to be served. He came not to be worshipped, but he came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. He didn't come to save everybody. He would have saved everybody before he died. But his assignment was clear. You see, there is everybody here. There are people that God wants you to touch. And remember, one day it will be over. It is not who you married or the children you didn't have or the money you had or you didn't have, the houses you had. Those things are useless. 
is about what you did with your life for God. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. When you are set apart through the teaching of the word of God, the things that are important in life will become relevant to you. That is why for many years as a lay pastor, the church was more important to me than anything that I was doing. I followed my pastor. I followed men of God. I followed voices and directions of the Holy Spirit. And I served God faithfully for years. Not because I was desiring anything. No, but I just loved him. Nobody has... I've never worked for anybody as a, as a pastor, an assistant pastor, for any pastor to complain about me. Because I understood my place. God wants me. I had a car. The car was like a, 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 a taxi for the church. Only I don't charge. I would drop, pick, drop, pick, drop, pick, drop. No charge. You, when you have a car, it is Siligambia you go to. You pick girls. You pick your friends who are smoking in the car. Drinking. Pleasure. Some of you, you are, you are today. You are quiet. The day you get a car, you will see what you do. Last one. Make radical changes without violating spiritual laws. Do not violate or disobey or dishonor your spiritual fathers because you are making a radical change in your ministry. Hebrews chapter 12. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. From verse 6, I believe. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Anybody here who is loved by God, you will suffer. If your parents love you, they will rebuke you. Because foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Yeah. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Verse 7. If ye endure chastening, rebukes, punishment, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? You don't want anybody to say anything about you. It's a dangerous place to be. You you, you have a lifestyle. You don't want anybody to correct you. You don't want anybody within the space. We should live your life for you. The life is not yours. 
But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards. And not sons. If you are without correction. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the, it's in the Bible. You are bastards. That word is there. And not sons. Some of you, nobody, you see, if your father or your mother cannot talk about your attitude, which is wrong, you are not a daughter or a son. Verse 9. Furthermore, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. You know, there are some people, everything aside, they obey their parents. And people who obey their parents, their lives are different. So, the Bible is saying that, you see, there, there's a, there, there are people who don't like correction. And they are bastards, they are not children. But for those who obey and they have reverence, it, it is well with them. They, they, they give respect and honor to their parents. And we give them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? Now, if you obeyed and honored your biological parents, it is well with you, but should you not furthermore update or upgrade yourself and listen to the father of spirits, which is, who is the father of spirits? It's Jesus. It's the Lord God. The teacher of the word. And live. Because verse 10, it says, for they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. So, our parents correct us after their own pleasure. They are not thinking about heaven. They are not eternity minded. They are thinking about you, you, you have to grow and be a good wife. How you'll be a good wife. How you'll be a responsible person. How you'll be obedient. How you can live with people. I mean, these things that they teach us so that we can live peaceably with all men. Do you understand? They are, they, you see, our parents don't sit us down and preach gospel to us. But the things they have experienced and the knowledge they have, their corrections, if we listen to them, at least it makes things a little bit better here on earth. But that is after their pleasure. But as for God, it is not after his pleasure, but for our profit. And what is the profit? Eternal life. That we might be partakers of his holiness. It means when you follow the voice of God and you allow him to teach you and to correct you, you are a partaker of his holiness. You are blameless. And the blameless are they who make it to heaven. And the Lord preserve your whole body blameless. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 23 or something. First eight. Hey, first Thessalonians. Is it first Thessalonians? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Lord preserve your whole body. Blameless. Body, soul, spirit. Partakers of his holiness. So you see, here, the scripture is clear. 5.23. Yes, first, first Thessalonians 5.23. First Thessalonians 5. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly 
And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the corrections of the father of spirit is to preserve this body to make it blame free without sinful pleasures. And then the soul that conceives minds, the imaginations of the heart are also purified. And then the spirit is also pure by the fellowship that we have with the Holy Spirit whilst we are on earth. And it is to prepare us for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what God does. Yeah. When you don't allow the Holy Spirit to change you, you are full of blame. You are not a partaker of his holiness. And I'm telling you, say, follow righteousness and what? Holiness. After which no man will see God. You can't hate if you are unholy. He's holy. And he wants to receive us blameless. If, if, if there are faults and blemishes and things, I mean, it will go against you. But when you do, that is why you see sometimes, you, you, you wonder, Joshua, Joshua was told to kill children and mothers who were uh, feeding uh, uh, babies. Suckling babes, breastfeeding mothers. And he obeyed. You, you will say that, hey, such a person, he has seen no, no. You see, when you listen to what God is asking you to do, it is not used against you. Abraham believed in God and it was counted unto him righteousness. Your mind of what is right, eh, you should correct it. The more we get closer to the Lord, the more people will not understand us. The more you grow in the Lord, the more you become strange to people around you. But when you are so attractive to the world and to the sinful environment, then you have to know that, no, there is something, there is something wrong. There's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is a coming. And if you don't change today, I'm telling you, through the truth, the lies will bring you into a trap. Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It is your choice. Choose you this day whom you will follow. As for me and my house, we will follow the Lord. We have choices. That, that, that's what sometimes even makes it more dangerous. Because we are confronted with choices that we have to make daily for our lives. Which one are you living with? Is it to do right? How come you are saved? Washed by the blood. But you still have the old skin. The old nature. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You have shed that old sinful nature. But some of us, that is not our testimony. That is not our scripture. We can't say it. 
All things have not become new. All things are the same. Your disobedience is the same. Your stubbornness is the same. Your love for the world is the same. You have not changed. No. If God himself became a man, Jesus, because he knew it was time to do that, that is the mystery of godliness, that a sinful man should also assume the nature of God, so that he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, because he was a sinful person. He carried, he, he carried our sins upon him, therefore he didn't qualify to equal himself to God. But he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. It's a mystery. Because he did everything that God asked him to do. And that is the price we pay. Your ability to change is tied to the voice that you allow to lead you. You see, Adam and Eve, when they created... God created everything in perfection and put them in the middle of the garden. The one thing that God didn't want them to do was that thing that they did. And it was the woman. When, when Adam was not there, the, the woman was told, has God said that you should, when you eat this, you will die? No. You see, he doesn't want you to be like him so that your eyes will see. Be careful. When, when you stand in their place and you can speak for somebody to disobey their father, to disobey instruction, to walk away from counsel, and to turn the, the, their backs to counsel, you, it, it's not a good place to be. Yeah. It's not a good place to be. Be careful. Our inability to change radically it's because sometimes there's a voice that can tell you. At Eve's, Eve's mindset, God doesn't want us to be great. Because you see, God has created you in the likeness of his image. But the only thing he didn't give you was to know evil and good. Because you can't handle it. You can't handle it. And you want to know evil and good so that you'll be like God. Hey! The, the, the serpent beguiled me. Now you're saying, the serpent beguiled me. He lied to me. If you don't accept the truth, the lies will detect your life. The church is the body of Christ. And every change that we must go through must be swift. Don't wait. Don't don't wait. Make major decisions. Move away from sinful friends. Move away from sinful passions. It is something you can do. You see, when I see, I've had people who's, who have counseled, who struggle. You know, one particular brother, he was drinking. And he was blaming spirits. And claiming helpless. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, instead of praying for me, you are rebuking me. I said, brother, if you die, you'll be surprised that you, 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 you realize that you should, have di- you should have changed. And you can't blame the devil. You can't point your finger at anybody and blame them. 
for dying in sins. And I'm, my only prayer is that you will come and accept that you are responsible for what is happening to you. There is nothing like a spirit is putting you to drink. It's what, hey. Yeah. Before you started it, where was the spirit? One day, he came to himself. Just like the prodigal son. He realized that no, I am responsible. Then he began to fight. Every person in his life that he, he had allowed into his life to open himself for all these sinful things. He, he stood up and said, it is over. I said, I'm happy. I'm happy. Because see, that's, that's what God wants for us. The change is up to you. You should do it. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in you. Ephesians 3.20 God knows what you are asking for and what you are thinking about. But you see your ability to, 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 to change is tied to what you allow. The power. Sometimes you are not angry about the problem. You are not mad at the spirit. Sometimes you, you don't even sit. That's when, when you listen to God and the Holy Spirit and, and teaching and preaching a lot, there are many things that you do. You, it will, you, you will change. You realize that you have to change. You don't need anybody to change you. If you are hungry, should somebody tell you that you are hungry? It is a problem. The body can send signals to you that you have to eat. That's what the spirit also does. That if, if your spirit is empty, it should be sensitive enough. Because only when you are mad, when, you're, 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 when there's real madness, that's when, when you are hungry, you don't know that you are hungry. Yeah. Yeah. You see a madman, he has not eaten three days because the mind is not telling him that he should eat. That's why some of them lose weight. They, 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 are, they are weak because their mind, there's something in their brain that is not telling him that he is hungry. But their body needs the food. But he, he, can't, he can't sense it. So when your spirit man is sick, you don't have a relationship with the Lord. When you need God and the things that you need, you see, it's like the senses and your senses are not sharpened. You are walking around. No prayer, no word. Uh. Change. It lies within you. If God has made us so helpless that we can't change, everything must be done by him. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And be not conformed to this world. You understand the scripture? When, sometimes when you, when you blame everybody for a problem but you, you don't accept responsibility. It's a sign that you are not ready to change. That's why you can see two people. They are living in sin. One person changes. The other person continues. Mm. What is the difference? Something here. What you allow yourself to go through will influence 
what you see in your life. And if it is the picture of God, his glory, his judgment, death, eternal life, it will inform you on the way you have to live and the changes you have to make. If I die today, I want to, I want to open my eyes and be in the hand of the Lord, not in the hand of the enemy. So I'm mindful of the things that I do. If you have that mind, you will love God. You will change. There are many things. Don't say that uh, somebody should pray for you before it, it goes away. Uh, uh, we have to do this. No, 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 no. You are giving yourself excuses that you shouldn't give. If you are hungry, you look for food. Will you wait for somebody to come and feed you? At your age. You are hungry. You are waiting for your mother to come from the village to come and cook for you. Or you want to take a car and go to Sifu and go and eat and come back to Bakau. Eh? What will you do? Immediately you look for something here. It's a, it's a major decision. It's like you can't, you can't, because there's a time we depend on our parents. When we're young, sometimes when we are in the house and the, the, there is food, but you don't even know how to cook. You don't know what to do. When they are not there, you, 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 that's why you go and buy bread. You go and drink Fanta. You go and eat junk food. Do you understand? You have money. You go and buy useless things. But at this stage, when I'm hungry, I don't even think of my mother. <laughs> no. Because you live in a radical environment where you have to take the decisions immediately. I mean, you see, children... The reason why babies are, uh, they wear diapers is because when they want to poo they can't tell you I want to poo It just comes. And if you don't put their diapers, they will always show themselves. They will wee or poo Yeah, they unleash it. Yeah. But at a certain stage, they have to grow out of it. Yeah. With all white babies poo and wee as parents, and if after 15 years we are still wiping it, it will be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because they should come to a point where they, when it's poopoo time, they know where to go to. Yeah. Because they have changed. You wipe their bottles. Today, when they, when they, I even the wash when you open it, hey, I'm here. It's like, hey, you have grown, so you don't want us to come there. We have wiped your bottles. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where have you gotten to? Do you see yourself becoming better? Some of you have not grown. The serpent shares a skin because it has to grow. And he knows that when when it doesn't go through that process, it, 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 it restricts its growth. So they go through it one week to two weeks trying to wrap themselves against things for the scales to come off. It is a necessary thing. They do it a, a lot of times as long as they live. How come you can't shed your skin? 
How come you can't change? How can you can't move away from something? How come you're not sensitive to realize that, look, it's time to change my friends. It's time to walk out from this environment. It's time, as a child of God, don't you make choices for God? Are you not ready to make any sacrifice for God? Even sometimes, you see, you can get a job, and the job alone, but the time you wake up and go to work, you see that you can't have time with your friends, because you, when you come, you can't come and sit down and chat with them, because they are not going to work. You can't sit with them. You have things to do. You have to sleep early, wake up early. So sometimes you, you, you adjust yourself. You, you begin to think rationally. Yeah. So how, how come you have become a Christian and there is nothing, no, nothing that shows that you are making any move to change? There's something wrong. That's why sometimes you see, you see, when we are growing and maybe you see your friend. He, he has a job. You don't have a job. He said, now that he's got a job, he, he, he has become some. No, he has not become something. He has changed. He has to change because if he doesn't change, he, 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 cannot, he, he cannot flow with you. Your idleness and your lack of progress and, and planning, he cannot fit into that world. And that's why you're not sensitive to realize that this is, it is time for me to change this relationship. To move away from this environment. You see that you are struggling. And sometimes those people can bring you down. Before you see you have lost your job. I've seen people that we've gotten jobs for. And because they couldn't move away from their friends. They, 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 they get up and they say. Their job. All their friends are not working. And they are there. Morning to evening. Living a hustling life. And you have a job. That gives you income that you may never get from anywhere. Friends are so strong in your life that you can't cut yourself off and you end up leaving the job and hanging out, hanging out with them. Yeah. That's how radical you must be. It's not a sign of pride. It's a sign of wisdom that it is time to be different. It's time to move on. Yeah. And once you have that mind, you will see how God will lift you up. I see your promotion coming. I see favor coming. If we don't change, we don't meet God. And if we don't make a radical change, we don't meet the hand of God in our lives. Anybody who came to the Lord made a turn. He did, he took a major decision. He built a relationship with the Lord. He listened to the voice of God. He submitted himself to the Father of Spirits. That's what brings us the change. Lift up your hand and thank him right now. Lift up your hand. Thank him. Father, we thank you. Yes. Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord, help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Touch our lives, Lord. The grace to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit to do your will, to take major decisions for our lives. Let it come upon us, Lord. The, 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 the grace to, to listen to, to, to you, God. You are the father of spirits. Yes. Yes. One day this body will be laid down. This soul will depart. But the spirit of the just man, which is perfected, shall live on forever. 
and you are the father of spirits therefore we submit to you whilst we have this body and the soul so that when it is over we will still continue to live and to fellowship with you in spirit thank you thank you lord give us that grace in the name of jesus pray amen every eye closed every head bowed if you are here you want to say pastor please help me pray I really want to give my life to Jesus. I realize that I'm not growing. I'm not moving forward. I'm not building a strong relationship and a bond with you. But I need you. I want you. Help me. You are here. You want to say, Pastor, help me pray. I want to renew my walk and my relationship with the Lord. I've been too far and too stubborn and too resistant but tonight I want to yield myself to you you want to you want to lift up your hands for me to pray with you lift up your hands you want to say pastor help me pray this prayer it's my prayer tonight after all that I've heard this is my prayer help me lift up your hands I want to pray with you thank you Jesus yes I see those hands lift it up lift it up just lift it up yeah don't be shy. Lift it up. God bless you. Father, bless them. Show them your mercy. And as their hands are lifted up, let your mercy visit them. Bless them. Favor them. Establish them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated.